Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Raven Gaming Squadcast. This week we're touching on the fact that Rockstar buys Ruffian Games and they're working on an unannounced game since 2019. Call of Duty Cold War Beta, the PSUI reveal, Xbox GameStop, Ghost of Tsushima DLC release and our star topic, our gripes with the gaming industry and what we would do differently. But first, let's meet the Ravens. If his gaming style was a dress code, he'd be casual. Guilty Grey. It's so much, <laughs> I don't know, so much tamer than last week. I can't even really react. But thank you, Robert. Hello, oh, everyone. everyone. He's as useful as a traffic light in GTA. King Costi. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> and his doctor recently recommended he increase his water intake given his high salt level. GI Joe's. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my lord nice. yeah what's up and um, finally like that one. the deity let's get into it first up rockstar buying ruffian games king costi yeah, so the news has come out this week that Rockstar have bought Ruffian Games. They are the uh, company behind Crackdown 2 and Crackdown 3. It seems like they um, previously did a lot of work with uh, Microsoft, having a look here, done a lot of work on like the Kinect games as well as the uh, Halo Master Chief collection. They've now been bought and have been rebranded as Rockstar Dundee. Now, last year there was some news that came out that they were working on a game with Rockstar. It's an unspecified title so we don't know if it's a, a new ip or perhaps if they're helping with another game in development but we do know that they are developing a game at this moment the fact they've been given their own new studio name obviously been branded rockstar dundee maybe that means we can expect to see a new game from them it, it wasn't specified how much they paid because it's one of those things that kind of came out in like some le legal documents or, or something they were saying it was more along the lines they realized they had acquired some assets and then they'd obviously filed for the renaming and that's when Rockstar Dundee kind of came out and they realised it had been originally Ruffian Games. I don't think we'd, if they are developing a new game, I don't think we have to really guess what type of game they're developing. Um, <laughs> Rockstar tend to have a samey, samey type of game. Not that they're bad games, but GTA and uh, Red Dead Redemption. No, they, they, have their, they definitely have their style. Well, what about the other game that they didn't end up bringing out called, remember Agent? Agent, not ringing any bells for me. No, it was yeah, it was called the Agent or something like that. Um, uh, Agent, kind of, Agent became Eleanor, didn't it? No, because it's still. I'm pretty sure it's still on um, Rockstar's website. Agent, as... oh, wow, that is from like oh, it was supposed to be set in the Cold War. Agent is an undercover stealth. Action game developed by Rockstar North, published by Rockstar Games for PlayStation 3. Yeah, yeah it's come happened. back. Yeah. And, but they've still got it, um, I think, as their IP. And then they'll probably bring it out at some time in the future. Yeah. I think, I, think, um, I mean, look, they can. Do you think they'll go with a new player? Do you think they'll go with a new IP? Or do you think. I mean, an old IP, or do you think they'll go for a new one? They'll probably do a new one. Mm. I think they'll bring out one they'll, they'll bring out table tennis too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Finally, think, yeah, yeah. 
I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with doing like another GTA, but I think they need to probably try and branch into something. Uh, they, else. they need to do some other stuff, yeah. like maybe go back to their Warriors or even Manhunt. Mm. Um, Warriors, be, or even like another mi- another Midnight Club. That would be good. Mm. Or a bully. Or a bully. Or, well, or a people have been asking for bully for ages. Like, there's been a massive like thing around the whole doing a new bully for years yeah. and years and years. I don't think they will. Yeah, it's uh, still everything that comes got... out just seems to be like a pinch of story. Like, like, oh, there's new artwork, and you're like, well, anybody can yeah. do that artwork. There's, yeah. They've got loads of IPs to choose from, so I doubt oh. they need to make a new one. Mildly interesting yeah. news came under the radar. Still, still a lot to to left to to be known. Ruffin didn't do much to be fair. I can imagine the acquisition was quite cheap. I, I wonder why they chose them though. They haven't made anything notable. Um, I mean, they've. I say they've worked on a couple notable games. I guess. I guess um, Master Chief Collection. It, it depends what they're doing. Maybe it's something similar to like um, uh, Blue Point, who's doing the Demon Souls remake for for the PS5. It, it's not from Software, but obviously it's been. It's another company, so maybe they were doing stuff like that. They could have just been like filling the gaps, perhaps within those games, like you know, doing rendering or character design or just say a specific part of the actual game development but not the Lord. bigger thing yeah so seems weird to, yeah i mean i would don't see why they would rename them rockstar dundee just to have them do such stupid menial tasks but. yeah no that's 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 the one thing i guess that that is the thing that kind of makes it interesting is the fact that they have been given their own you know we know like rockstar north there's rockstars I want to say Santa Monica, but I feel like I'm putting um, the PlayStation Studio and the Rockstar Studio together. But yeah, mm. the fact they've been given their own name suggests there is going to be a game that comes out from them. Topic topic two, Call of Duty Cold War Beta um, happening this weekend. Now, I know some of you are downloading it. Some of you haven't played it. Some of you won't even bother. I myself have given it a few goes, a few rounds. Not impressed. Uh, Modern Warfare is significantly better. I appreciate this is still in beta, so there is development to be done. Uh, but I think it's fair to say what we're seeing is going to be the final product. What they're doing now is just getting some hardware feedback and some maybe some minor UI changes or gun balance. The reason I don't maybe it's just like, like map glitches. Yeah, exactly. The reason I don't particularly like it is now graphics aren't the biggest component for me for a game, but playing this. It feels like I'm just looking at something really muddy, and I don't mean like it's poor graphics uh, because of you know whatever settings I've got it on, but it's just so hard to differentiate a target between the background. Um, I'm sure someone out there will be like, maybe you're just shit. Well, perhaps, but I think if you give it a go and you have a look, you can tell like they're they're going for a style of art or, <coughs> or graphics that just don't lend itself very well to to first person shooters. Similar to how Modern Warfare has done things like lens flares and, and uh, you know, background luminous lights and stuff, it just doesn't fit the style of a first-person shooter. Um, and I think the same is true in this incarnation. If you were to sum it up in one word, what would it be? Rain. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't sum it up <laughs> in one word, yeah. but I'll sum it up in three. Call of Duty. It's what it says on the tin. It has it. It doesn't deviate from this guy with the topical knowledge. Wow, that's that. <laughs> doesn't deviate from what 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 you expect from what one game to the next. But yeah, it's never going to. I, yeah, good way of putting it. But I installed it 
turned it on. I'm like, yeah, this is instantly Call of Duty, and I'm playing Call of Duty. Why am I going to bother buying this one? Um, they had fair. some interesting yeah. game modes. Um, the one that I played the most of was the VIP. So oh, escorting, yeah. okay. escorting a, uh, a high-value target to an extraction point, which you know seemed interesting to start with, but it's just it's like search and destroy, domination, capture the flag. It's, just, it's a slight adaptation on, on, on an existing game mode. Mm. Nothing new, I guess. So what you're saying, I mean, obviously the gameplay of it is, is never really going to change because there's only so many ways you can point a gun and shoot it. So do you think it's the uh, the game modes that they really need to try and uh, develop now? I mean, obviously we've seen this big influx of like battle royales over the last couple of years. Well, yeah. you say there's only so many ways you can point a gun and shoot, but I think Modern Warfare 2019 changed it up a little bit, well, especially yeah, yeah. the way that they kind of worked on the gun mechanics and everything else. Now, maybe that is I the wrong that's... way to put it, to be fair, because then I was thinking like Cyberpunk is a first-person shooter in essence. I guess it's just... Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. It's, I not get what the, you mean. it's not the pointing and shooting that's the problem, I suppose. It's the, the whole product, right? Because you've got... Even in Modern Warfare, for instance, there are certain game modes you just won't touch with a, with a barge bolt. There are certain game modes that you absolutely love. And I think that to make a game like that feel fresh, you need to make the game modes more interesting, I suppose. And yeah. They, they haven't really done that. Yeah, they've got like VIP, they've got that new kind of spin on ground war, the 12v12 maps and stuff. But I don't really think it's enough. I don't know. I think because Modern Warfare is always going to be that arcadey shooter. And then, or Call of Duty, so it was going to be that arcade shooter. Modern Warfare tries to bring it a bit more realistic and a bit more um, kind of tactile, and then more along the lines of like Rainbow Six style of gameplay. But that mm. doesn't work for Call of Duty. Now they've gone back to the more arcade style. I don't know. It seems like a, I don't know. It seems like a bit of a mess. I, I think Modern Warfare pushed it in the right direction um, at the right time. It needed to be pushed. It needed to be pushed a few years back, to be honest. Um, I think now that it's been pushed forward, people expect it. And mm. to go back to Treyarch's, you know, engine um, and mechanics just feels like a big step back. And I think that's what it is. People, people are now, they've got a bar, like Modern Warfare set a bar. Like, why would you, why would you return back to your, I don't know, original roots makes it feel like an old school yeah. game. Doesn't make mm. sense. It was. I'll, I'll try and I'll try and send you some screenshots, but it was super weird. I was aiming down sights, and it was blurry. And I set all the graphics to to the the levels at which it shouldn't be blurry when you aim down sight. Um, motion blur. I turned off, but I had I had a sense that there was still some motion blur going on. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some optimization still to be done, but so so far it's not it's not swayed me away from. From the new, from the Modern Warfare COD. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't predict it's going to be one to take me over. I'm really another thing I'm not looking forward to is the score streak system. I just don't think it's conducive when you have to get was what is it? I said 18 kills to get a chopper gunner. 18 kills in one life. That's a lot of kills, man. Just for a chopper gunner. That's crazy. So I don't, I don't know. Like that, that kind of puts me off. I'm going to play especially, it. Give it a shot. Especially if the skill-based matchmaking is being implemented as hard as has been proposed so far. 
yeah, you know you're going to get to a point where you're only going to be able to get like maximum four kills per life because the people yeah. you're up against are so sweaty. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I mean, I played a beta, but I mean, I'm not going to buy the release game when it comes out. Yeah, I, ca- I called it a while back. Um, I'm the same. I'll probably play the beta just to give it a go, but it needs to really, really wow me to take me away from not even Call of Duty. There's like, you know, we've got Watchdog Legions coming out a week or two beforehand. You've got Cyberpunk 2077 coming out. There's other games you want to replay now on the next-gen console, so it's going to take a lot. It's going to be solo game time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think we've covered that sufficiently. Uh, PlayStation user interface reveal. Yeah, so Sony did the release of the of the, the UI this week. Uh, to be fair, very similar to what they've kind of had since the PS3, which is something I'm kind of happy about. I was hoping it wouldn't be like a massive overhaul. Looks like they've made it a bit more colourful, uh, bit more brighter that was the one thing i noticed um but yeah nothing um just nothing too out of the order for me to be fair what i expected i think they've refined the ui that they've currently got Mm. on a ps4 but apart from the picture in picture of watching one of your friends play a game i think everything else is copied they're all like oh you can like there's hints and tips which is going to take resources away from developers. So I don't think that's going to work in the long run um, unless Sony hire one person within each development team just to do hints and tips for each game that they make. Um, it's going to take a lot of resources. I don't think they're going to, that's going to last long. But they're, to do that and then have picture-in-picture, picture, like the Xbox's Snap feature, and like everyone's going crazy about it. Oh my God, it'd be like really cool to like, watch the walkthroughs or have YouTube on or, and it's like when Xbox were doing it, people were cursing it going, <laughs> why, why would you, why would yeah. you want to watch something else while you're playing the game? Yeah. yeah I, just, I, think that, I think more, that's more along the lines of, you know, people who, who you know, you always going to have fanboys on either side. Who kind yeah. of silly, silly arguments on both sides to be fair. If, if people find it useful, then it, it's good. I think both in this generation are kind of like, what Xbox have done with the share button and what PlayStation have kind of done with the uh, the split screen. Yeah. It's it's you, you kind of, they're, they're both very similar as it is yeah. anyway, to be fair. I think it's a good idea, that kind of picture-in-picture. Picture. I bet you there is a lot of people, I do it myself, where if you're playing a game that's got quite repetitive mechanics or it involves a bit of grinding, that it doesn't really need a lot of focus, you can have something open in the background or to the side that you can watch. Yeah, but I don't think picture-in-picture picture yeah. is... With their mobile phone. I don't think it's not. I don't think it's other apps, though, is it? It's, it's other players. You can watch their game. Yeah, someone think... someone will share their gameplay as they're playing. It's the oh, same okay. thing. Then, as the, so that means that you have to be have. you have to be online, and one of your friends has to be playing the game that you're going to want to watch. Uh, what's the no, line? No, I mean, you could do you could do the from just your friends. It's you could do the hints and the tips, and the guides and that, and then you know snap it or pin it to the sidebars, um, but. Yeah, I think a lot of it has been copied. And oh, you can take a screenshot and and then share it to your party, yeah, and then like you'll get an invite, and all you have to do is press a button, and you get though. into the party. It's for the same no, as what they've stuff, got now, though. Xbox, it's not really copied. Xbox One's been doing that stuff for ages. Like when they release Mixer for ages, not new, nothing, nothing, all this kind of stuff. Nothing PlayStation showed in their UI is new, except for that picture-in-picture share screen from someone else. That's yeah. it. 
But I think if you're gonna if you're gonna like make an entire video highlighting what's new and, and impressive, it can't be stuff that's not not new. If that makes any sense. You're not gonna yeah. show old features and go, look what's new and impressive. Like it's not new and impressive because it's yeah. Really I think it's it's new to PlayStation, but not to everyone else. Like even that picture in picture, Robert. I think this Discord do that. PC players have been doing that for ages. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not anything new. It's just new yeah. to PlayStation. Which is good. It's good for the PS community to to have that kind of bump up. And not to say it's bad. Not to say it's <laughs> it bad. sounds very. No, it's not. It's not bad whatsoever. No, but it's it's not that. It's the, the way. Does not no, <laughs> it's the way the way they're trying to promote this as if it's something so new, and it, it's not really. It's something that they have decided is going to be good. Whereas, they do like, something similar as well. Um, where if you're browsing the store and you come across a game, you can see if anybody's streaming it. And yeah. you know, watch the stream there and and get a sense for the game in, in real time. You can do that. Um, yeah. You, you have that on PS4 at the moment. Yeah, they've all had it for a while. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of the features, they're not brand new features. They're features yes. that have been over for a while. I like do, this. I do. The one thing I do like, um, along with that picture in picture, is you've got the base. Not and it doesn't chuck you out of the game, but it brings up all your cars and things like that, and it keeps the game shown still in the background. I quite like that. Rather than chucking you out of the game, you're going through a navigation and then back into the game kind of thing. Um, and the fact that the PlayStation Store is now built into the UI rather than a separate app, it's just going to speed things up. Yeah, but they spend um, so much time trying to develop hardware and sell it on the on the hardware capacity. I think some t- some energy has to be invested going forward into trying to make your user interface. A, to a degree of custom degree of customization on it uh, for the user so you, you, it feels like your device rather than just some generic yeah. thing that you picked up and you only use it to launch mm. a game um, how yeah. much time are you actually going to be spending on it i don't know but it's just it's just it just feels like your device when you can take the customization to that level not just on the physical side of things that we've spoken about a previous week but uh, on the user interface didn't Xbox One try and do that when they had the Alexa or Cortana? Cortana. Cortana. <laughs> they had Cortana within the Xbox One, didn't they? Which used to speak to you via yeah. your Connect. And it would learn yeah. your preferences and things you'd like. And it would adapt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't work, but, you know. Um, in, in that the UI showcase, on if you noticed right at the end when it was powering off, at the bottom right, it did say customize. Um, so I think in a way you you still be able to customize like your home screen and things like that. Yeah, I think they said it's um, a wallpaper facility, which is something I'm hoping for because I like that. Yeah, I've always oh, been—I've um, never been a fan of PlayStation's UI. I always found it way clunkier than the Xbox one. It's basically the Xbox's UI, but horizontally. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Nothing um, will ever be the blades back in the Xbox 360. Yeah, I remember also, that. And the sound. <laughs> yeah, so satisfying. Oh yeah, the blades are sick. So. Um, the other thing is the at one point you could it tells you how long you've got on average to finish a quest or that part of the game, and and it would be, it would say like oh you've got ten this you know this mission or quest usually takes ten minutes it will take you roughly ten minutes, which in a way is good because you're always like oh let me just do this little bit let me just so you know how long it's going to take, but imagine imagine you're playing like The Witcher four, and then you go on to it and it goes. You've got about 200, 200,000. <laughs> 77,000 hours. <laughs> I would literally just look at it and go, nah, I'm all right. I'll just... That's a good point. 
It would just put me off putting doing like long ass quests. Yeah. Can, can you turn that off? To do, like, fucking hell. Yeah, can you turn that off? You get to the final boss on freaking Sekiro. This will take you <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. I've been told Imagine that. He goes, oh, this, this usually takes 20 minutes. You're on it for like fucking There's five hours. There's a breaking average. Bullshit. You can drop it. There's one boss Yeah. This will take you three sessions <laughs> to get over. So take oh. four hours from therapy. No, but no, seriously, is, is that a um, is that a feature you can turn off? It doesn't. Necess- it's not necessarily something you need to have on all the time, is it? I think it'll be a feature that will be. I don't know. <laughs> I assume it's got to be turned off. Yeah. It's not going to be very. Popular. Yeah, you should be able it's to turn it off. I don't know if you remember when Xbox tried to release uh, on one of the UI updates. They released that achievement tracker. Do you remember that? Where you would oh, tell yeah, you yes. like what you had to achieve to do an achievement, and it would give you a percentage run, and you could have it like um, pinned to your uh, guide. So if you play in the game, you press the guide yeah. and tell you how far, like you say, if you needed to collect 20 or something, it tell you you've done 18 of 20. I used that once. have never looked at it since. Yeah. I think I looked at it for Ori. Yeah, there's, I mean, how, the, the, the last thing I want to point out is people are going crazy because the UI is in 4K and Xbox Series X at the moment okay. is 1080p. Even the, even Xbox One X oh is 1080p. Boycott, so people are like, now, yeah, yeah, li- n- yeah, literally, they're like, oh my god, I can't believe it's like they're doing 4K and the Xbox are only doing 1080p, blah blah. blah. So, all, all, the, all the Microsoft the... Uh, fanboys are questioning their life. Just cancelled my pre-order. Like, oh my god, uh... I can't believe it's only <laughs> 1080. Oh, and they've got 4K. Oh shit, shit. What am I doing with my? But part of part of these YouTubers <laughs> that had the series x part of the embargo was not to um speak about the display because on the embargo is that it does say that there's going to be an update on release that will change it and presumably to 4k but the whole reason why microsoft didn't do it for the xbox one or the xbox one x is because it takes one gig um of ram away from developers and all the developers are saying we'd rather use that one gig for all the other stuff for the games and things like that and not use it just for the ui i mean how long do you spend on your home screen i I've spend like two seconds black ops now yeah. for 45 minutes so <laughs> 45 minutes <laughs> minutes <laughs> i mean in, in, gen, in general you turn on your console you don't i don't you know go around looking oh what can i do here i just literally turn on my console yeah. start the game yeah and even if you are using the menu or UI for whatever else, you may be on it for longer, five minutes, 10 minutes. I doubt you're going to sit there going, oh, this is a 4K. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to look at anything on there. Like, I mean, I know it says new game, but if it said it in like 4K, I'd be so much more impressed. Can I use my 3D glasses too? Well, you don't have a 3D TV. No. I don't know. I, I hope... I hope Microsoft don't change the resolution on the Series X because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't need to be in 4K. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, overall, I think it's um, it's a it's a, a nice polish. I mean, it looks good, but I don't think it's not as many interface. like um, quality of life fixes as you would imagine. Yeah. Uh, even those cards, <laughs> the cards are going to get fucking annoying after it's a while. It's very clunky. But um, it's fast. It's At fast, least it's fast. Though. It's a little bit cluttered. 
Yeah, uh, busy. But um, at least you can quickly get back into the game. If only Xbox had something. Oh, wait. Is when you can resume really quickly resume something. I'd call it fast start again. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We're getting a little bit off topic. (gasps) Anything else you want to talk about on the PlayStation UI? Look at this guy, like he's freaking news reporter. (laughs) Uh, We need to move along now, guys. (laughs) Coming into an ad break. Uh, next, we're going to be talking about a partnership between Xbox and GameStop. G.I. Jose, you're the man to talk us through that. I've got no idea. Have you? This guy. I've got no idea. Clueless. <laughs> no, so uh, GameStop and Microsoft have gone into a what's called a multi-year agreement that basically gives GameStop a cut of every digital purchase made on any Xbox console. It directly sells from their stores. And that's that's including... Um, DLCs, in-game microtransactions, any subscriptions like Xbox Live Gold or Xbox Game Pass. So long as that console was sold through GameStop, they'll continuously throughout the years get a cut. We don't know what percentage of a cut it is, but they'll get a cut um, of anything that people buy through Microsoft. That which is, is it's crazy. I mean, we don't know the percentage of the cut, but I mean, that is but why? That's huge. It's- it's, it's to be fair, it's what it's what they've kind of got to do to push the console. If you're being honest, looking at how the 360 did compared to the one and compared no, to the PS4, they, they need to put. They they do. You can't you can't the go from selling. Consoles will sell themselves. You don't. You, you, you say don't need, you say that, but the 360 sold like 90 million, whereas the one only sold what 47 million, and they're going out going into the next generation. They've got to do something. And if if they're making the people who are selling the consoles, giving them a reason to push it even more, and then that's going to sell more consoles, isn't it? If it's- I don't know. They, they could have mm. gone down so many other routes. They could have they could have priced it lower, yeah. included more more free games with it, something rather than a long term relationship with a yeah, supplier. Yeah, it seems like a weird one because they could have literally just given them GameStop like a shit ton of money and go and market us this for us, and they would have done. That's how marketing <laughs> works. You pay a company like that to market your products in a more favorable position to the opponent, like. Mm. It's why if you go into certain retailers, you'll see there's an entire fridge full of Coca-Cola. It's because Coke fill, pays them to fill one fridge full of all their products, so they're more likely to sell them because there's more availability. That's I, all I've got. All I've got visions of is you, some some kid walking into a GameStop looking to buy you a PlayStation. You don't want that, sir. You want this? And the uh, <laughs> the sales, the, yeah, the sales rep. He's wearing an Xbox. Well, yeah, it's like a. Let me like talk to you about car the salesman. Oh, no, no, sir. You don't want that model. You want yeah. this one over here. It's got to come over here, sir. I'll change your life. Uh, it's just... I mean, it's good. It's good for, well, it's good for both, to be honest, but mainly good for GameStop because especially now with this new gen or next gen, they've gone with digital like really hard, especially PlayStation, you know, PS2 digital, um, PS5 digital, and you've got the Xbox uh, Series S, which is digital only. So, for retailers like GameStop, it's really going to cut into their revenue. That's actually a really good so, point. Yeah, it's going to it's going to take so much. So it's good for them really partnering up with Microsoft to get a cut back from any digital sales that they make. Um, yeah, of course it it is tactic. It does make them push and brand Xbox maybe in a better way than I don't. I don't know I don't PlayStation see, going forward. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. Being a but... partnership, which is going to make people look, it's not like a, it's not going to be a favor, favorable um, partnership with regards to the consumer, though. 
I don't think consumers mm. are going to sit there going, oh, that's a great move. I'm so happy they've done that because no one's going to care because GameStop haven't got mm. much. They're yeah. not in the zeitgeist for one and they're not seen as like a darling company with the eyes of the gamers. Like if it was some small company who you, like say it was like a small upstart who was a rival to them that had like better yeah. ethics, the people would then latch on as like a P, kind of PR stunt and go like, oh my God, they're supporting the underdog mm. and you know they're giving them what they need. That would work, but not yeah. GameStop. Come on, man. I mean, uh, who? I just again, I'm trying to think of a circumstance where somebody walks in and they can be sold an Xbox over something they were really going to buy. If they're going to buy an Xbox, they're going to buy an Xbox. No, it's anything that is purchased through the console. Yeah, going forward. So yeah, I guess so. Digital. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Um, it means they don't have to go. But into then the store we don't know. Game. But then you don't know if it's. What if they if they resell a used console? Do they get cuts well, that from the that? That's the big thing that um, games developers like, and publishers always hated, wasn't it? Because the used games market was a market they had no financial backing from. That's purely profit for the mm. company. So theoretically, Microsoft won't see any money from that, and then so GameStop can't see any money from that because there's no money. There'll be a kickback yeah. to Microsoft or the. But then. Sale. On top of that, like, you know, any videos you purchase through Xbox, did they get cuts of those? Just don't know. Um, also, what they the, they are getting from Microsoft is the ability to use their cloud infrastructure, and then they're all going to get um, Microsoft Surface tablets to use in-store, probably to get away from iPads and all that it's kind of stuff. It's going to be so like a... There's a lot going on for like Forerunner to Microsoft buying out GameStop and just having them as their dev kind of Microsoft shop maybe possibly yeah got... possibly um at the moment at the moment though it just feels like it's a one-way deal feels like this is what games are the ones that I are benefiting i i think we have to look just beyond the capital the money of it microsoft if, if, if microsoft had anything it's almost an endless yeah. pit of money what they don't have is reaching people's homes necessarily yeah um, yeah as much as they would like so they're willing at the moment to well Xbox wise anyway. Yeah, I mean, people, most people have a, have a Windows PC yeah. uh, or laptop and businesses. Exactly, so, but they're, they're trying to extend that reach. So they're willing to pay the money in the short term now or make a loss, so that in the future they're they're in more homes in more ways. Than Do you? Pre- yeah. yeah, it's why they've done a lot of the things. The Bethesda and the, also the other things. It's it's to help this this generation. It it might push GameStop to sell. Xbox at a cheaper cost. What what makes them? There's no rule to say that they can't sell it at a cheaper yeah. r- recommended yeah. retail price. They might say, yeah. "Oh, the Xbox Series X now you can get it from us for four hundred and twenty pounds, yeah, or you know whatever it is." Sell it at a loss, or not at loss, but like at lower profit margin, because that money didn't really from, and then still recruit yeah, that on on yeah. digital sales. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, that I mean that would be an interesting business like market strategy. But the only thing I would think is a bit. Yeah. The only reason I think it wouldn't work is because of people like Amazon. If GameStop was to do that, Amazon would just drop their price even further. Because I can guarantee Amazon's profit margin on the Xbox is way higher than GameStop's because of their buying power, because of the size of them. Well, mm. maybe maybe they. But maybe maybe know. that's half of it. Maybe it's because Amazon does have such a big pool. That's why they're doing a a deal with GameStop. Because even though yeah. saying GameStop aren't necessarily Not big in the UK independent 
Yeah, but they're, they're, they're not really in the UK, oh, are they? Oh, no. Am I correct in thinking? No. I know they're in well, Ireland. It was, it's the parent um, company for game, wasn't it? They brought out a game. Yeah. 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 I believe so. It's not, I mean, they're not really around. They're in America. Anymore, right? Electronic Boutique. Yeah. Game before wow. it was game. Um, yeah. But I think, in my opinion, I think it might be Microsoft playing into the idea of having the physical um, presence on the high street. And I think that if you look at things like Apple yeah. and stuff, like Apple, yeah, they're a massive retailer. And most of their stuff's done online, but they still have these huge Apple stores, which, which actually attract massive crowds. Um, they have a, uh, yeah, that's another thing. They're like tourist destinations. If you go down by Chinatown now, um, on the way down by, on the way to Wingstop, you, there's a razor shop there now, which sells all razor products. Yeah, oh, is that? it's brand new. And obviously that's something you think is a bit random because it's Razor. They're not exactly the biggest company. Yeah, they sell a lot of products. Yeah. But they have their own, an entire store in the central London. So, so get this in, get this in June of this year, Microsoft announced that they will be permanently closing all of their 83 Microsoft stores. Yeah. Um, and instead just focus on online stores. That's the thing. And with, with things now, a lot of people are turning towards online. So instead of, having you having to worry about the upkeep of these stores just make a deal with the people who've already got these shop fronts and yeah but you'd way. probably be losing just as much money mm. from having a physical store than you would for doing this deal with GameStop. smacks a little bit of them being out of touch though to me um they're going to give a, a, a supplier the ability to earn money on digital purchases whereas that money they could have used and given to GameStop to invest in creating some kind of like gaming environment, um, yeah. you know, setting up a, setting up an area where people can go and, and, and do some LAN. Um, so that's what they're doing. That's what Microsoft are doing with their stores in New York, London, uh, Sydney, and Redmond. They're going to turn into experience centers. Yeah. So they may have gaming lounges like game does over here in the UK. They, yeah. you know, a lot of, not a lot, but most of them do have game centers where you can go and they've got lands and they do like, you know, every now and then they do tournaments and things mm. like that. And you can just go yeah. whenever you want and, and chill. I think so that, that's probably what they're going to do. That would push a console more so than, you know, a, a supplier getting a little bit of money back on a digital purchase and hoping that they push that, that, that. Console. I mean, to be fair, we're, we're going quite, we're going into this topic quite a lot, but we don't have the foresight into Microsoft's planning that obviously Microsoft themselves have. There's probably a bigger picture here. We probably don't even know what it is. It probably revealed yeah, in like six months or a year's time why this, why they did this. And it would yeah. probably be a masterstroke. Yeah. And we'd be thinking, fucking hell, we did not see that coming. Yeah. And it could literally blindside us and it could be revolutionary. Or it could be a complete failure. But the thing is, we just yeah. don't know, do we? Right now. They'll, they'll, they'll buy out um, GameStop and then get all the revenue from the PS4 sales as well, <laughs> PS5 sales. Yeah, yeah, literally, that's it. Be like, where are you buying your PlayStation from? You're buying it from Amazon or Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Microsoft. You buying it from GameStop? That's Microsoft. Yeah. That game that you bought for PS5 only? Yeah, that's Microsoft. Yeah. It's, true. it's like, basically, they'll become Disney, wouldn't they? It's just everything belongs to Microsoft. Yeah, pretty much. Even when they're basically. losing, they're winning. Can't wait to go to Xbox land. Fantastic. <laughs> You're always going to need the competition in both sides. To, the, the good thing is that they both, I mean, it's a completely different subject, but they, they both focus on different things and then that helps drive their own unique 
brands, which is always the good thing. You don't want it to end up like Atari with a bunch of games in a landfill <laughs> and I everybody hates it. The thing is, wow, so <laughs> it was just that they are both heartless, <laughs> giant global corporations. Who care nothing about either <laughs> conglomerates who Literally only want my money. <laughs> I think yeah. that's fine. The only way that they're going to get our money is to make great things. I so. said I wanted shark lasers on there. It's good. I think I think you're I think you're right. Thing you will probably know the bigger picture in about yeah. Ten years year. probably a good day. That's thing. There, there's there's yeah. a lot of things from Microsoft done that. Same with the Bethesda thing. Same with this. When it does all come to fruition, that's when year two years from now. It's going to be a much all of that. What, what we're saying is, all of that makes sense. Yeah. This doesn't make this sense to Microsoft at the moment. Mm. But there's nothing to But then again, we, we don't know what the sales are like. Say GameStop is yeah, big in America. We isn't it? We, yeah, we don't know what their, what their sales are like. You never know how many game the, what the sales figures because they, they've obviously they've got a ask for the. Uh, I'm assuming GameStop are going to show them what their profits are, how much money they make every year, how many people they get through the doors, like estimate. And mm. then they're going to say, okay, we can see that this shop from like why GameStop instead of, I don't know, Target uh, is what what's Walmart. another store? Walmart. There we go. There's another one. What, well, yeah. What, why specifically GameStop? There's got to be a reason. I why think, if, to be GameStop, honest with you, I think right? the only reason it would be GameStop is because they're the smaller, because they're so small that it's it'd be an easier sell to GameStop than it would be to Walmart. Or... Walmart. You have to imagine Walmart's fucking massive man same same thing as amazon it's one of the biggest hiring companies in the world like and also it's not even walmart you have to imagine isn't even just america it's asda in the uk like that's huge do you mean it's massive yeah okay whereas gamestop in comparison is a lot smaller especially because of the fact that you know digital purchases of games and amazon have killed the the kind of high street uh game shops and also then their online was never as fluid as like Amazon's was, for instance, or even just Steam or, or the Microsoft store. I mean, game, I've never gone on like, oh, you know, I need to look on games website to find the game. No, nah, mate, I'm going to go on Amazon because I'll get it for a better price and it'll be easier for me to find. The games website never been. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to go digital because they're bloody exactly. 60 quid for some reason. Or $70 or no, whatever it is in a conversion. Uh, it's just a joke. Digital yeah, it's costs. Bullshit. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, crazy news that one. So next up is the Ghost of Tsushima DLC release. Uh, King Costi, GI Jose. I've seen you going back and forth uh, in the WhatsApp group on that. Do you want to talk us talk us through the information? Oh, we've got to talk about it again. Oh, God, man, I thought we were recording. So earlier. boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. When did it come out? It came out today, Ghost. Uh, yesterday, I think it released at about yesterday. five o'clock. It was weird. I, got, I went on in the morning to check, and it wasn't done. I was like, "What's going on?" And then I saw on their uh, Instagram page, they were like five hours until it goes live. So uh, yeah, yesterday it came out, yesterday evening. Nice. Yeah, I, I downloaded it this morning. Um, just realized I didn't download it. I didn't have time last night or anything like that. So downloaded it this morning, turned it on, thought I'd go through like a quick, you know, how-to thing. Um, and it actually takes you step-by-step step through each legend. Um, so you've got the you've got the samurai, you've got you've got four of them, then you've got yeah, samurai, um, uh, the hunter, the rogue, yeah, that's the one, and the assassin, uh, the assassin. 
they, they all they so, all basically have like a, a special attribute each like and i guess kind of more to fit into different um class builds like samurai being i would say would be kind of the tank one and then obviously the, the samurai was like all around yeah the 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 you said the hunter he was like the heavy-handed one uh hunter um, was the uh bow and then, oh so he was like support then i guess uh ronin was the um that's the one ronin was the ronin. one that could heal people okay and then you've got the assassin which is like literally get in kill quick and then get out yeah dps so damage yeah it will be good um i i still haven't chosen i haven't finished going through all the legends um i literally put it on for like five minutes and then just got busy with something else so i'm gonna have to try and get yeah, on it later, later on um, i'm looking forward to it and i have seen a few reviews where people are just amazed that something this good is actually free dlc mm. um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to getting into it especially the the co-op cost yeah we're gonna have to rather than that. the um the four player we could do the floor player as well but well, uh, yeah, i'm looking forward to the co-op I, tr I tried a couple of the the, the four players it is is really good i mean the the nice thing is that it's it's not it the, the game modes aren't aren't necessarily anything new like the challenges and the wave modes and 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 the hordes and stuff but it's because it's a different game type it, it, it's quite cool and having the different classes working together i'd assume if mm. you had a team it'd be it'd be really good but then also the fact that you have the story uh co-op is really cool the fact that there is something fleshed out for two people to go for i mean we were discussing that last week so it's kind of uh ironic it comes up this week um yeah along with the, along with that update was the inclusion of new game plus um which obviously everyone knows what new game plus is you carry on a new game with all the you know your old stats are carried over um but it's it's quite good and they've changed it you can you know the the guard dogs that are usually around if you if you get one of those and you pet it then it was like it will actually fight for you yeah all it takes um, yeah so the, yeah if you pet it a couple of times then it will next time it will i break into a junkyard i'm going to pet them up i don't hope for the best yeah. <laughs> all you need is a bit of steak yeah. and you're done um, and the reason the reason why they're doing it now and not in the original game is because the original game they wanted to keep it true to life kind of thing. You, you, it never really happened back in the day where you <laughs> paint your dog and then it's like, oh yeah, I'll fight for you. Yeah, so, but they thought they could, you know, change it now that it's a new game. Plus, you can just have new things, um, more paints, and you'll get like additional flowers, which is their currency. Um, yeah, more cosmetics and customization. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to. Uh, jump in especially the co-op part last week i do like i do like the we sound of that the um the different classes one one's the tank one's a dps one's a healer that's that's what really appeals to me about the uh the mmo arena that everyone has a role to play in a, in a party yeah um you have to stream just, that gents, so i can have a watch yeah well uh, we'll do we'll do a little uh co-op and then yeah, we'll definitely. jump into um a four-player raid. Definitely. <laughs> they've they've also announced that it's going to be uh, playable on the PS5 uh, 60 FPS 60, by game. Yeah, boost. 60 frames per second. So that's that's actually really good because that was. Uh, I'm not really too. I mean, it doesn't even need it. Yeah. 
It doesn't even need it. It's so good. It doesn't even need it. That, but... that was the one thing I hadn't I hadn't turned on in like what a month, and I turned it on today, and I was like, oh shit, I forgot the graphics are freaking. Like I, I left myself standing on a beach, and I was I turned it back on. I'm standing like, on a beach, and I was like, oh <laughs> yeah, like, this place is lovely. I was like, oh, bloody hell. Yeah, no, it is it is it is uh, it is good. I, I just like the fact that it's um, free DLC. Um, thing is, that I haven't paid for PlayStation Plus in donkey's years. So I'll have to get a a little six month subscription just to crack on with it. Nice to show though. Yeah, just a, a good update can pull you back into a subscription. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good point. Because there's nothing out there that I'm like, oh yeah, I need a PlayStation Plus because I don't play anything online there. But I'll definitely get PS Plus just to get online and do I think it probably helps that that's a really good game. Just on its own. You know, for a fact that it's anything amazing. they add into that is going to be pretty decent. So if it gives you such a great base game. Yeah. Goes, hey, you want to play that great base game with your friends? You'll be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Give me it. I'll pay for it. If it comes to it. <laughs> like, you would, wouldn't you? Even if it was paid DLC, you probably yeah. would pay for it because you'd know it'd be worth it. Yeah. Even if they were to turn around and go, oh, yeah, we've got this Legends DLC. It's $9.99. Yeah. You go, Seems like yeah, a decent all right, deal. I'll take that. Yeah. Good on them. Well done, Tucker Punch. Um, yeah. Straw hats. Straw, Straw hats, hats off. off. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us on to our final and star topic of this episode. It's our gripes with the gaming industry and what we would do differently. Let's go over to Guilty Great to start with. I cannot stand. I've been trying to think about this all week, and it's finding it really hard to kind of come up with something. There's a lot of things I don't I don't like, but a lot of things I don't think could be done differently. And the obvious one is microtransactions, right? I mean, that's one that everyone's going to know about. It's so basic that they are horrible and pay-to-win systems are shit. But I think more implementation of true co-op, I think, is is something that is a gripe for me. I think that gamers believe that us as... or Developers believe that us as gamers we only like specific types of games. It's either we play online with our friends, PVE, uh, PVP, or we play on our own. And they, they don't seem to want to marry that the two together to create these like co-op experiences. We can just go through and, and play out a story in more, with more than one person. And I think it might be because the draw of a solo game is because you can make it vast and cinematic, and then also can make it replayable if you do it in a certain way. And obviously the draw of an online game is that it's constantly evolving and it's that competitive nature. It's short, sharp, in, play, done, repeat. Whereas I suppose with a co-op game, you're not going to have, maybe you don't have, from a developer's standpoint, maybe they don't have the same ability to craft branching narratives and those kind of things. I, I don't know. So in my opinion, I think that's something that I think should come back, which is a resurgence in it. And it should be a bit more popular, and maybe not. It's a more in the AAA franchise like side of things because I do notice that in the indie side of things, there was a lot of more uh, focus on cop in the smaller games. But I'd like a big, big game that I can play full co-op, integrated story co-op, make it meaningful, make it worthwhile. I think we've discussed uh, co-op uh, a lot over the last weeks. So I think bringing it up has kind of brought it to the forefront that a lot of the experiences we had with co-ops haven't been anything recent they've been past generations so that definitely be something yeah. good to bring back 
or if it, very, if it was very much like the co-op experiences we get nowadays have been shoehorned in it's like okay you're just a cut and paste of the main character um, okay. and what you're doing is a cut and paste of what the person would be doing if they were on their own rather than you know something like portal um yeah. where it takes two people to work together and each character has a has has a responsibility to do one thing i agree yeah i think that's the thing i think it's um that it's you know, like you said it's 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 not you don't have to have a second character in most of the co-op games now for the game to develop or go forward there's not like a okay look so you want to overcome this challenge you need to have another person to do it it's a case of yeah you're just like you know here's master chief and here's a green version of master chief or like a blue version of master chief play for the game that's all it is and it's like well that's not very i don't know that that to me doesn't scream necessary or inclusive i don't know so yeah that's why i want it i want more of it talk about it so much now god fucking hell yeah. <laughs> i think i want to play co-op games you think that's the thing <laughs> back of my head now i'm just like i need to play co-op games no but it's understandable we, we get online and every night and we play essentially the same thing but it's it's the fact that there's not there's no substance behind it but if you're working through a story if we're working through a campaign together um I think it'd be a different experience as opposed to multiplayer online. Even though those those are good, it's just two complete different game types, isn't it? Yeah. Blood and sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, he's back. There we go. But do you think the fact that AAA companies aren't making so many co-op games now? Or games, but and the side element of co-op is just a replication of the main character, and you're doing the main story quest or whatever it may be. Is because people just aren't interested in those games anymore. Generally, they're not buying them, or they just think that they know what they that we want. I think if you look at the like um, uh, the environment around how we consume uh, gaming media, right? So it's changed. It's very much in, in, involved like YouTube and Twitch and stuff you have more like <clears throat> these smaller games which have co-op in them like small indie games with, with a lot of co-op in them they get streamed a lot and these content creators love them because i think for them they probably have the same thing that we do right they probably say play the same games over and over again it's probably quite lonely because they make they play games for like five hours on their own just to make one video on their own if they could create a video or, or content based around the co-op game which they could play with another creator they'd more likely be quite pleased with that, right? Mm. Because I'd watch that. Because I think it'd be quite funny to see how other people interact with each other. So I think personally, this developers thinking they know what we want, when they, they don't truly. I think if you ask most gamers out there, they'd want to play a co-op with their friends over playing random battles of like Call of Duty every now and again. What about you, King Costi? Uh, yeah, for, for me, I was just thinking more along the lines of... Um, media and, and coverage on games in itself obviously there's a lot of things in development that could be changed but i think the main thing is just sometimes the way in which it's portrayed uh, or where the information is fed down to us i think sometimes there can be like especially now we've got like the release of the consoles it's funny to think over the last couple of years the conversation of of you don't really get into the conversation of playstation xbox much until there is a big release 
and sometimes it feels like certain sites take one side other sides take another and you never know if maybe there's things behind the scenes that are causing that to be the case um just yeah just more impartial um more impartial coverage even from the companies themselves as well sometimes when you get these embargoes and and it, i find it funny when i go on games uh, game spot and they've got ads up for a game that there's an embargo on and they can't put the review out until the day after the release and then they put the release out and it gets like a six out of ten yet the whole game's plastered over their website uh being promo then it's kind of like where's the what's the point what what yeah what are you trying to achieve there? You're trying to trick people for a day just so they can be pissed off, you know, the day after they bought a game that you were aware wasn't good, but still promoed on your website uh, to the high heavens just so that you could get your uh, pound of flesh, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess they only really get paid if someone was to click on the ad and then buy the game through that. Other than that, then it's, the, I don't know, the gamer's fault in a way going, oh yeah, I'll get this game based on no review whatsoever you can't blame it on GameSpot I'm not, I'm not necessarily blaming it on GameSpot it's more it's more the level of hype sometimes that that can be generated if you look um, through promotion and how, how people want to promote them sometimes games that just really aren't up to scratch all of a sudden get pushed like like for example the um, the Avengers game like uh, it's, it's probably a good game but that that from all I've heard that game is dead it's dead what a month after release two months after release but mm. everywhere you were looking before it's release it was just push it push it push it push it yeah push it real good tell him it's the greatest thing ever but yeah that that's 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 it for me look i think it i think sometimes there's the the business and the artistry of gaming and a lot of times with game developers i i just hope that they produce something they're passionate about that is true to their their vision and that's what you can really ask them and if i don't like it that's fine sometimes people have different um opinions of what art is but um to be uh to 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 sell hype um is is something i just don't I'd rather not have in gaming I don't necessarily know how to change it. I think the I think it has changed a lot since YouTube and streamers and stuff like that. And I think we all probably have people that we watch who we go to see gameplay to see what their review of it is because we know that they will have a impartial view. It's difficult though. Do you think they are truly impartial though? Pardon? Nah. No, nobody's really ever impartial, isn't it? We 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 all have our preferences and um it's 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 just about finding where where you fit on that scale, I guess. It's not about whether you have a preference for something. It's about whether what you're talking about, you're not overhyping it or underselling yeah, it. There's a fine you line to gain or lose something. Oh, sorry, guys, I just got to cut you off. There, we got to do our uh, promotion. I'd like to say we've been brought by Shadow Raid Legends. <laughs> Raid which, Shadow uh, Legends. <laughs> you go to our website, you can get a free legend. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! I hate that shit. Crazy, but yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's true. Like Robert was saying, is there's a fine line in on the old hype train. You know, you, you overhype it too much. Oh my god! I got it's a force. Come man. off the rails. I think we're we're too we're in a world that's too governed by money and people will always be making money on stuff. Mm. Anyone was to say to me, "Oh, would you like some money for this?" Obviously, I'm going to say yes. yes. Yeah, I, I I don't blame people for for feeling they have to do something in order to make money on it. 
Mm. But they should probably be more a bit more transparent on the fact that, you know, okay, I've been paid to do this. But they, that's the thing they do have to be now, because this is what happened through Instagram, where so many people were like selling things on Instagram and it, they were breaching advertising laws. So now everything has to have yeah. hashtag ad. But also then if you look at the start of um, YouTube videos now, I think they have to put in then it's paid promotion. Yeah, I see that on YouTube. They, they put it in this, at the bottom, like this little little banner thing, or they have to outright put it in their in their video that, that it's a paid promotion. Yeah. But sometimes, which is sometimes it's not even a paid promotion. Do you know a girl called Alana Pierce? She does like YouTube videos. She's yes. an old. She yeah. used to work for an old um, gaming uh, games company. Basically, she's been in the games industry for years, and throughout the you know good few months now she's been talking about lots of stuff but um cyberpunk always comes up and she always says how um she can't wait to play it and things like that and yeah. it now turns out that she's actually an ncp in the game yes exactly. so it's yeah. not like she's being played she's been paid to promote it she just loves the fact that she's in the game that you know is obviously turning out great so um so she's she's self she's she's not she's not going to be how can i say proportionate to liking or disliking no. she's obviously going to be hyped by herself because she's in the bloody game so they'll it'll get probably helps her future employment as well as the kind of voice actor yeah she's done three, three or four games now character model. where she's voice acted yeah but in cyberpunk That's she's actually modeled if it sells really well yeah if it sells really mm. well then yeah, she could put it on her resume or yeah, CV yeah, yeah. and say I was in X game. Yeah, I mean, uh, so this. Many... I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not criticizing her whatsoever. I'm, I'm just. I'm just saying from that point of view, you don't. Yeah. They don't have to pay someone to um, give a good review. She's obviously hyped about it, so she's biased, biased towards it because the game's actually turning out really well, and she's in it, um, not as only as a voice actor, but actually as a, a modelled NCP. So. And she's, you know, she's quite big on YouTube. Um, but see, now I would consider that, I consider that like unfair bias because, like you said, yeah, you're saying it's she's it's a good game and that's why she's trying to do it. Plus, she's in it. But the fact that she's in it is going to make her money. Oh, of course. Like that's going to be monetary value for her. So it's it's more worthwhile for her to say, guys, check this game out. Even if the game was absolute trash, of course. she's going to yeah, do because mm. she wants people to buy the game, which is going to make her more. Her profile higher with regards to being a voice of actor, course. which doesn't pay fantastically well, but it's a job at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at look at know, recently, um, Doctor Disrespect. He's now got his own game level, his own character in Valorant. Is it Valorant? Um, Rogue Company. Yeah. So or Rogue Company. So he's literally got a whole map designed around his his everything, his house, his setup, yeah. his cars, his trophies his plaques his, his arena. arena um and oh, his what? character as well he's got a, a character exactly like him his dances are actually emotes in the game like literally everything so you, you're going to be right to think that he's going to push the game even more now that he's in it um yeah but yeah it, it just you can just go it yeah. just goes to different ways isn't it and bias depends on how much you've got involved within it. It's tough. I think if you have any level of involvement like that, you should make that completely apparent upfront. If you don't, then you're just being a bit underhand, mm. I think. I think with YouTubers like that, they don't really 
from the way that they promote the game is by playing it. They don't, you know, he always criticizes every game that he plays. He always criticizes. It doesn't matter what it is. There's always something to criticize. But he's not on it going, guys, you need to jump on it. It's really good. It's really... He just plays it. So the only way for, for them to promote is to jump on and play it nonstop. And their viewers are going to watch it and go, you know what? I'm going to jump on as well. Without them even opening their mouth and going, you need to jump on. So... That's the thing. People with like a high player base can play anything. As soon as they start playing it, people will, will jump mm-hmm. on board. Yeah, for sure. I'll go next because mine is somewhat similar or associated to what uh, King Costi was saying. So for me, it's about the big glitz and glamour they do, the big show of of games, even though they have no gameplay to show you. I think they should never dep- depict a game unless they have actual game footage. Yeah. None of this filmed using... using In-engine game, yeah. Yeah. It should all be actual gameplay. Yeah. Rockstar are good for that when they show off their new games. They do, like, snippets and videos um, of what to, you know, look look up for and their new games. And it's always, like... That voiceover, I don't know, I don't know who does it, but they do it really well. Um, and they're always promoting what they what they've got new in their games. They do it really well because you know everything that you see is gameplay. It's not not pre-rendered. It's not you know like you're saying like captured in game or whatever it is. It is actual gameplay that they're showing off. Um, yeah, that bugs me. It really bugs me when they show off a game and there's no so, gameplay whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. So- something to actually judge a game yeah, by. It needs to be proper. What was it that came out recently and they said, oh yeah, we're going to show off gameplay and there was no gameplay whatsoever. And it's like, oh, but it's it's a, it's like a bit of the play from the game. No, gameplay is actually someone playing the game. Not, you know what I mean? It's, it's stupid. Um, I can't remember what it, what it was now, but it, they got a lot of backlash for it. Actually, I think it might have been Xbox showcasing and they how dare you and they said oh in the next you know their show that they were going to do a few months back they were going to show gameplay and none of it was gameplay it was all in-game footage like robert saying that's not gameplay i feel like we covered it a couple episodes didn't we or no we haven't didn't we yeah no well we touched we touched on on the fact about you know these develop uh these people going out on a stage and talking about their game um no, one yet. of the first ever episodes we did was around this whole thing. And I, but I, I get it, right? That they want, they're, they're excited about their product, their game. They want to get the word out there, start building up some hype, some interest, get people talking about it. But if they show yeah. actual in-game footage and it doesn't look quite right, or it's a bit buggy, or, or you know, it's glitches. Look at Halo Infinite and backlash. See that. Yeah. And people see it that you know it can turn them off rather than but i think i think the opposite would be true by actually showing some proper in-game footage i think most game consumers uh, will understand that it there will yeah. be issues do you, do you think it plays into the fact that they, they aren't aiming for most gaming consu- like game consumers they're trying to get into more of a they're trying to aim for a market who won't be invested regardless and there is like there's a market which is our market of people who would say I don't care if you're honest with me, even if it's broken, I'm going to love you. And then there's a group of people out there who won't understand that. And they'll be like, well, I want yeah. it to be perfect from day one. 
that's if it's not enough. better from day one, I don't want it. And that's the people that they're advertising to. You know, you don't advertise towards your core even market, before you day one. Those who aren't like months before day one. Like if if Xbox were to go, here's here's Infinite. It's obviously not finished. We've got everything to implement. We've still got HDR HDR to implement. We've still got um, ray tracing to implement. Blah blah blah. But do we want to show you gameplay? Um, you know, have that on small text or whatever as a note. People wouldn't have gone crazy as much as they did now, where they're like, "Oh, look at this next gen game," but it's not finished. So don't don't call it next. Okay, it's next gen, but it's not complete. So just come out and say it's not complete. It's you know still in the works, which everybody knows. But it's like Robert, oh, you're trying to say, Dean, those people that want a game perfect from day dot, that's what they want to see months before the game's released, and you're not going to see that. Yeah, and just. Those are the people they're marketing these mm. things to. You don't advertise things to your main base. You advertise them to those outside of your main base to try and invoke them in. Yeah. Does that make sense? Until they actually buy it, realize that, well, it wasn't reflective of what they said the game would be like, or it's buggy. Yeah, Ubisoft do that quite a bit. But then by that time, they've already bought it. So what does it matter? If I sell you a product and I tell you it keeps away tigers and then you get mauled by a tiger, you can't <laughs> do much for it. You get mauled by a tiger. I still have your money. You bought it off me regardless of it. Yeah. It's, I guess it's um, trust between uh, buyer and consumer, isn't it? Um, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I always think of the, uh, the, the Horizon demo we played. Um, I don't remember which, which EGX we went to. And it was such a, a random demo because usually they give you a mission, but this was literally just... Uh, Is that when you ran off and then you got, you got lost somewhere and then you broke the game? Um, I don't you? know. Did I, I did that once at EGX with one of their games. <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> look at what this guy's doing. He has I ran, broken our game. I, I ran off and it ended up spawning every enemy at once. Oh, yeah, I remember you made the developer <laughs> cry because he was standing there and he had spent 10 years working on the game and you managed to break it. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, if they, give, if they give you just little little snippets, just little snippets is all you really As long as they warn you beforehand, it. look, it's not finalized. There's lots of things to implement. Then people are not going to be worried too much. But if they say, here's a game that's coming out in two months, people are just going to be like, okay, so two months is ready. Just say, no, it's not ready. But two months is more than enough time to get it finished for what we've got. No one will believe them. No one does believe them. But I think nobody, nobody believes them as it is. I think that's the thing where we're smart enough to know that Behind the scenes, there's stuff going on that you're not showing us mm. yet. Listen, because of that, it, I mean, I guess part of that is the build. There's there's yeah, reasons why there's always a day one patch because they haven't got the time to build and add, build and add, build and add. They're just going to build the patch, ready day one, patch it on, done. Otherwise, it's just going to take so much more time. It's time consuming. Lazy developing. Yeah. More crunch is what I'd say. <laughs> less, yeah, more crunch, less lunch. You know nothing of the crunch. A little day trip around the crunch. You have no <laughs> idea about the crunch. I was raised by the crunch. <laughs> anyway, I think that's finally GI Jose. What about you? Um, my <laughs> biggest one is announcing DLC before the game has come out. Who loves a bit of day one DLC? It's not even that. It's like, okay, 
say for instance, oh, there's a game coming out November the 10th. By the way, look out for our DLC November 17th, which is going to be 1999. Well, hold on a second. Game's not even fucking out yet, and you're already trying to push me like purchase DLC. Like, like, really fucking pisses me off. I get it. I get it. You know, developing games is time consuming and it costs money, a lot of money. Um, but if you're that close to release date, just put it in the game. Just stick it in the game. Or fucking leave it for six months and put it on a roadmap. It's done. Yeah, at least. At least lie you know to I mean? me. At least, <laughs> at least lie to me and go, you know what? There's DLC coming out, but it's not going to come out for another three months. Cool. I'm happy with that. Are you still working on it? Cool. It's not finished. Don't sit there and go, there's DLC, it's finished, but we're going to give it to you a week later so you can charge you more. Is that all right? No, it's not all right. So now I'm not going to get the fucking game. Really, really. I think Street Fighter Five Five did that really bad, didn't they? They like released the game, then you had to buy. All yeah, the it really, really, really pissed me off. Uh, I mean, it's a while ago. I think I remember that, and somebody actually discovered that the characters were there. Yeah, it just locked. Game really, yeah, yeah. The game. The game files yeah. were there. They just had to be uh, purchased. And, and that's what I'm. Really? Th- that's what really, really, really fucking bugs me is announcing. DLC for a game that's not even out yet, but the DLC is going to be like a day after the game or a week or, or two weeks after the game. Like, just fucking hold the game back for two weeks and stick it in the main game. Done. Don't charge me again. Don't fucking, like, you know, it's just it's just fucking ridiculous. And the only, the only, I think I found the topic for us. I remember hearing reading or seeing something about that and why it actually happens and it was to do with the fact that look by the time the game is approaching launch or is is so-called complete the developers are sitting around they don't have anything else to do so in the background they can work on dlc while the game is being finalized it's being qa tested the audio whatever it may be i get that i I get that you're not going to be working on dlc you're not going to start on dlc as soon as the game's finished and selling on day one you're not going to go right what do we do now oh yeah let's think about some dlc it's not i I get it's not like that but what i don't want is for you to give me a dlc two weeks after the game's gone you know release and charge me on top of that that's that's what pissed me off. Okay, give me the DLC, but don't fucking charge me for it. Don't start charging. Oh, there's nine ninety nine, by the way. Why? Like, it's, you haven't you haven't been working on it for for you know God knows how long. Just say to me, in three months' time, there's going to be this DLC, this DLC, this DLC throughout the year, and they're going to cost X amount and X amount. Cool, not a problem with that, because. At least then you've got some kind of concept of the time that's gone into it and this and the scale, and not just oh yeah we running a little bit behind. But you know what? I think we can get some more money out of you, so we're just going to do that. <laughs> really fucking pisses me off. The only the only way the only way to fix that in my eyes is just and a lot of games are starting to do that is just put out a roadmap, um, stick out a roadmap and go. You know, three months time, this is going to come out. In six months time, we want to bring this out. In you know, by the end of the year, we want, like Call of Duty does, these four packs um, should be out at the end of the year. So they are getting there, but there are still some fucking developers out there taking the piss. And when they do take the piss, I kind of stay clear. Everyone needs to take a leaf out of Project Reds and uh, Sucker Punch. I just start giving free DLC. The Witcher free. 
coming out on next gen. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's my bugbear, DLC. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go and meditate now <laughs> for about two hours. Joe, so it's like, Joe needs a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Joe bought a meditation tape. Boy, it opened it up. There was a DLC inside. <laughs> yeah. like, you Sound didn't like... give me ocean noises. I only got whale noises. And now I have to... Yeah. Track 2, uh, available for 10.99. Um, if you just download this. You put it, you put it in his ear and it was like, and this new tape is brought to you by our sponsors. Raid Shadow. <laughs> 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 You're God feeling very sleepy. <laughs> but this if you had this way. level five champion, you'd be so much oh, better. Man. <laughs> I, um, yeah. All right, Rob, bring us home. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. We really hope you've enjoyed. Please be sure to follow us on all our socials. That's Raving Gaming UK. And do join us next week where we discuss our thoughts on gaming news and our star topic, Ooh. our favorite games of this generation. It's goodbye from Guilty Grey. Bye bye. King Costi. Take care, guys. GI Jose. See you later. And me, Hodeity. Bye bye. Wait, wait, wait. I can do the music. I can do the music. Do it, do it. Oh, he got it right. Here we go. Nailed it.